Yo, 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 football fans. It's Monday, which means it is officially football week on the Big Deep Podcast. Before I bring in uh, the night's special guest, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. We can see all my content, football, UFC, soccer, baseball, golf, NASCAR. We've got it all for you. Also, check out the Big Deep Podcast for all your audio fans on Spotify and Apple. So with the shirt and with the cup means only one thing. Joining us from Duval County to talk all things Jackson Jackals is my friend and co-host of the Full Press Fantasy Podcast and writer for Full Press Coverage on the Jackals, Brad Holvin. Brad, hey, is. Are you excited for this football season to start this week or what? I I, I definitely am. It's uh, I mean, we got a little taste of it uh, Saturday night with some with the college guys uh, banging some heads together. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's right around the corner. Thursday night, we're we're ready to rock and roll. And uh, Dylan, I'm, I'm just uh, very thankful to have an opportunity to uh, be back uh, with you uh, talk, talking about my home te- hometown team, the uh, the Jaguars. Yeah, meow. So, uh, <laughs> obviously, with the Jaguars, uh, the number one target this year will be Trevor Lawrence. So, uh, I mean, there were some growing pains, few too many interceptions, but a lot of a lot of excitement. Great last game against the Colts. Yeah, especially the first half with some unbelievable throws against a really good indie defense, but. What do you see Trevor doing in year two? I, I look for him to uh, definitely take a step forward. I think the uh, the coaching change is going to benefit him uh, tremendously. Last last season, of course, was a uh, an absolute uh, an absolute joke. I mean, I for one was really hoping that uh, Urban Meyer would would bring his uh, you know college uh, winning ways uh, to to uh, Jacksonville, but that uh, certainly. Did not happen. Um, he he, you know, had trouble uh, managing the team, uh, staying out of his, uh, staying out of out of the bars um, and whatnot. But uh, but but when it comes to Trevor, I mean, I, I definitely you see the talents there. You see the arm strength. You see how he, uh, you know, uh, goes through his progressions. Um, they they still need to get a, a few more uh, few more weapons for him. They they did try to address that. In the offseason uh, with bringing in Zay Jones, uh, Christian Kurt, and uh, hopefully a, a resurgent Evan Ingram uh, to, uh, to, you know, try and, you know, bolster this offense. I mean, uh, the, you know, 14, 15 points average that they had last year, that's not going to cut it in today's NFL. They, you know, want to get another, at least another touchdown up there, give your defense a chance to, uh, to keep you in the game. So, uh I'm excited about him. I mean, he, he's obviously a great fit here in Jacksonville. Um, I know a lot of people think that Jacksonville is wasting his talent, but I think we're going to see uh, something else, and he's going to be uh, the franchise quarterback that uh, everybody uh, wanted to be. What, what, what are your thoughts on that, Trev? I think, I think Trevor's going to show why he was the number one pick in 2021 because Trevor's got size, arm strength, mobility, winning DNA, I think last year was a learning curve. I think I think partially. I think Trevor Lawrence showed his maturity way more than that head coach did last year. But 
Absolutely. Do, do the Jags have a number one receiver? I mean, you could argue whether Christian Kirk is the number one. They paid him like a number one. Right. But they did. We'll see what Kirk does. I mean, when you've got Kirk, Marvin Jones, mm-hmm. Zay Jones, uh, I'm intrigued by what Evan Ingram does. I think the offensive line will be better this year. So hopefully Jackson can run the balls and Trevor's not getting killed every other play. But yeah. I think Trevor will. I think Trevor will be better this year, and yeah. I am. I am excited to see what Trevor does in year two. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm excited about. It. I mean, I think he learned a lot about the uh, speed of the game uh, last year. He learned, learned from some, learned from uh, some mistakes. But I got to be honest with you, Dylan. I mean, I know it was preseason, uh, but I took my son to that uh, Steelers game. I guess a couple weeks ago. And for the first time in several years, I actually saw receivers running open for, for the Jaguars. I don't know if that has to do with their skill set or the coaching. Um, Trevor did miss a few uh, that, that first quarter. He, he missed uh, Christian Kirk uh, probably a couple times that, uh, that would have been uh, touchdowns. But uh, Kirk looks like the, the true number one here. Uh, he, he, was, he was wide open all game. Uh, Trevor missed him a couple times. He still ended up with like four or five catches in the half, which – it's certainly nothing to shake the stick at. So I mean, that that that's got to feel positive for Jacksonville fans to, to kind of kind of see that because uh, those uh, those receivers have been uh, bottled up at the line of scrimmage, couldn't weren't able to get open uh, for not just last year but uh, several years uh, leading up to it. So maybe we got some uh, new uh, you know uh, veteran guys in there that could, that know how to get away. I mean, certainly Kirk uh, played alongside uh, Larry Fitzgerald for a little while, even a uh, AJ Green um, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins. So, uh, you know, I, I think maybe he picked up some uh, some tricks there. Then and hopefully he's, uh, um, you know, te- teaching some of the younger guys as well on uh, on how to get open. So, yeah, I mean, uh, that 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 that's definitely a positive uh, in my mind. But I think also a, another positive is that last year there was another first round pick uh, that that uh, nobody really got a chance to see. And it was uh, Trevor's uh, college teammate, uh, you know, a guy who led the ACC in rushing, um, dangerous, dangerous between the tackles, even more dangerous uh, getting outside and he can catch the ball. And that's Travis Etienne. So uh, opportunity to get him back on the field. Uh, looks like he's going to lead the charge uh, right now because uh, Robinson's still coming back from a uh, injury, but uh, how excited are you to see uh, Travis Etienne on the field? Very because uh, I saw Travis Etienne play a ton in college. I mean, if you could just keep Travis Etienne away from the Louisiana Superdome, Clemson was practically unbeatable. The only problem was, whether in college or now the NFL, Travis Etienne has either lost or sustained a major injury there. Gotcha. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very excited to see what he does in this offense. I mean, it's certainly a new wrinkle. Um, I mean – I don't want to, I'm certainly don't want to label him as a, you know, a Debo Samuel role, but he could certainly go into that. I mean, uh, he's probably going to run the ball a little bit more than Debo will, but I think that kind of utilization, getting the ball to him quickly uh, in space. So he has an opportunity to make defenders uh, miss him. It, you know, I, I think, and he's going to be able to utilize his speed, uh, his vision to, uh, you know, really uh, just um, make, make the plays happen. And one thing I, I, I noticed 
it, with ETN in college at Clemson, it seemed like he always fell forward. He, he never really took the direct shot that kind of, you know, moved him to the back. I mean, I, I see a lot of that with uh, Derrick Henry, too. I know we don't like to talk about Derrick Henry being Jack uh, Jaguar fans, but they, they, those guys, they seem to know how to take a hit and move forward, uh, get get the positive yardage. And, uh, I mean, it, it's uh, it's very exciting to, to have him on the field. Uh, he's certainly going to be a weapon in the passing game. Yeah, I mean, and in uh, Doug Peterson offense, guess what? The running back's going to be involved in the passing game, and Travis Etienne was a huge receiving option at Clemson. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's going to have to be accounted for. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the good news for Jags fans is that uh, Urban, whatever his name is, is not coaching the team. We've got a former Eagles Super winning coach, Doug Peterson, in DeVal County. So how do you think uh, Doug Peterson will do meeting Trevor? Because he's won a Super Bowl, but the end of his stay in Philadelphia did not go well. So, I think, uh, I mean, uh, Peterson was certainly my pick from, from the beginning uh, when the coaching search uh, went on. Sure, it would have been nice to have uh, Byron Leftwich uh, come out, you know, come back home to, to where he played and coached. But to get a, to have the opportunity to have a super, like, like you said, a Super Bowl winning head coach uh, coming to town, and just just the the professionalism that that he he brings to the ta- to the table in, in the press conferences and the team meetings, uh, everything. It's it's night and day from what we heard last year. Uh, there's no more, um, there's no more cameos on AEW wrestling. Uh, there's none of that, uh, those shenanigans that uh, Urban Meyer was part of last year to try and get a uh, get out there. I mean, uh, Peterson's here uh, to, to make a difference. He, he he has a toy. He has a brand new toy, and uh, Doug Peterson, um, I I believe, uh, you know, going to be the. And, going to be the the best quarterback he's coached un, under him. I mean, uh, when you look at a, at Wentz and and Nick Foles, I mean, he had uh, Wentz headed towards a, uh, you know, MVP season before he uh, got hurt for that Super Bowl season. So, uh, I mean, I, I think that uh, it sounds like uh, Lawrence is uh, responding to him, uh, understands uh, the offense, understands what's expected of him, which is something that certainly didn't happen last year. It was a, a there was a lot on his shoulders as a rookie. Uh, so, I mean, I think Peterson coming in at a, at a good time with, with a new young offensive coordinator, uh, Press Taylor, who uh, is uh, um, Zach Taylor's uh, younger brother of the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So this is his first opportunity to be the offensive coordinator. Uh, he, he obviously comes in with a, a fresh start and, and, um, He's, you know, making things happen, uh, get, getting the ball down the field. I, I think what, what Jacksonville needs to do is, is not focus on the, the big plays, but, you know, focus on, on those first downs. Uh, convert those third and fourths, third and fours that they were uh, not getting last year uh, to, you know, extend drives, extend plays, uh, you know, keep the offense on the field. Because, I mean, the, the defense, sure, they're, they're, they're not – great statistically but they were on the field for a long time last year that they could never get off the field uh offensively and that uh by the you know middle of the fourth quarter the uh the opponent was uh just able to just run it down their throat and uh i mean they, they were beating a bunch of guys so uh, i'm hoping that uh peterson brings uh his professionalism his winning attitude 
uh, to Jacksonville. Yeah, and also having a guy who played the quarterback position in the NFL helps. Absolutely. Peterson, Peterson will know what Trevor Steele is saying. Hey, the safety's coming here. Maybe I need to maybe I need to go here. Or the linebackers coming here or not coming on the blitz. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's certainly a benefit to have uh, someone who's played the role for many a year in in the uh, in the NFL and uh, they, they've been around been around plenty of locker rooms. Uh, Peterson's able to uh, you know get his system, get his culture in. And I know that's a, a popular word around around the league, but uh, but I, I do think that uh, that means something. That was uh, something that uh, Meyer certainly struggled to do last year. Um, and, uh, you know, really became the laughingstock of the league down here in Jacksonville. We're looking to uh, turn that around down here. All righty. So, um, you know, with everybody doing fantasy football tracks, either yeah. this past weekend or earlier this week. Sure. Uh, the big question would be, if you got the number one pick in your fantasy football league, who would you take? Uh, well, it would be uh, – it would kind of depend on the league. If it was a standard scoring uh, where, touch, well, you know, real touchdown heavy, uh, didn't really get extra points for any kind of uh, receptions or anything, I would, I would lean towards Jonathan Taylor. Um, otherwise, in, in a half-point PPR or a full-point PPR, which – basically means you get a half point or a full point for, for reception. That's going to come, come in handy with uh, one of those uh, receivers that, you know, sorry, one of those running backs that, uh, that catch the ball. And there's no better one in the league when he's on the field than Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he is the, the, the absolute focal point for the uh, Carolina Panthers. Uh, he, he's, he does everything there. Um, certainly glad for, for his sake and for uh, fantasy owners who have Christian McCaffrey that uh, Baker Mayfield has, uh, you know, taken over and, and, and won the job in Carolina. We, we all knew it was going to happen, uh, it, you know, kind of kind of helped the situation with uh, Darnold getting hurt a little bit there. But I think having a, a competent quarterback back there and if McCaffrey can stay healthy, that's always a big if when it comes to him. Um, if, if, it, if I was drafted number one in a PPR league, I would lean towards him uh, towards uh, instead of uh, Jonathan Taylor, which might not be the biggest – um, which, which, which probably isn't what most people would do is probably in the minority. Uh, I mean, Taylor's Taylor's fantastic. He certainly catches his, um, you know, fair share of, uh, passes. However, I think McCaffrey, he, he's going to get upwards of 20 to 25 touches a game, uh, pro- possibly even more. I mean, the offense of revolves around him. He's certainly dynamic with, with the ball in his hands, uh, Carolina, We'll, we'll, you know, find opportunities to get him the ball in space and uh, make him uh, make, make some things happen. He has, you know, little to no competition behind him. He's not looking over his shoulder or anything. Uh, and those passes are going to mount up because I think Carolina's going to be uh, playing from behind uh, a lot the majority of the of the season, possibly not that first game because uh, it's a little bit of a revenge game against uh, Cleveland, if I remember right. I think those two are uh, going at it in, in week one. So, that, that uh, certainly would be something that I'm sure uh, Baker Mayfield has uh, had circled on his calendar for a while. So to answer your question, it would be a McCaffrey, do you, uh, which I know is probably not popular. Do you have uh, one in mind? It would be Christian McCaffrey 
And I wouldn't even think about it. All right. I wouldn't even think about it because I I don't mind taking risks with Christian McCaffrey. I mean, last year in in a Yahoo draft, guess who got the number one pick? Me. Yep. And I drafted Christian McCaffrey. And we all know all that one. And yet I somehow won the league. I don't mind taking risks with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, the injury history, but he has himself in any knee injuries. And I feel like with McCaffrey, especially with Matt Rule, who's on the hot seat, you're going to want McCaffrey to touch the ball as many times as possible. So, yes, John Taylor is the focal point of Indy's offense, but he's not a PPL running back. Christian McCaffrey's a PPL running back, and especially if it's half a full point, give me all of the CMC. Absolutely, yeah, I'm I'm right with you. Yeah, jump jump in the boat. I'm mean, like I said, it's not it's not really a huge popular uh, opinion. I've certainly seen uh, more people on Twitter and whatnot kind of maybe lean a little bit more, more towards uh, McCaffrey, but I, I got to be honest, I've been in uh, six or seven redraft leagues already, and it's always Jonathan Taylor. Uh, so. Um, I mean, who's obviously, you know, a special, special running back in a, in a good system in a, in a great conference, uh, you know, get to play the Jaguars twice and Houston twice. I mean, that's certainly uh, beneficial for, uh, any player. Uh, but, but yeah, for, for my money, I'm taking uh, Christian McCaffrey at, at number one. All right. You know me. I am a trivia nerd. So yes, I tried to find a question that would be, Appropriate for regular season openers involved in the Jaguars, and I've got one for you. Okay, think back a quarter century to 1997. Who was the Jaguar quarterback when Jackson beat the Baltimore Ravens to open the 1997 season? Ah, uh, that's a that's that's a that could be a little tricky. Um, I, I I think I know who this is. Uh, I mean, a lot of people would think that it was uh, uh, Mark Brunel um, at the time because obviously uh, he's the one that, you know, kind of helped them uh, the, the last uh, couple of years, you know, get get one game away from the Super Bowl, even at a uh, young young league uh, or young team in the league. But uh, my answer is going to be Rob Johnson. Dang it. Uh, Dang it. Very good. You are Rob. correct. Okay, good, good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah, he uh, came in there, um, was able to uh, throw the ball around a little bit. I, I think I think close to 300 yards, if I remember right. And uh, he actually uh, kind of boosted his himself up, and uh, they were able to trade him. I don't know if it was that year or during the season or if it was the following year. I want to say he went to Buffalo, if I remember right. Yeah, for a first round pick. Kind of fizzled out after that, but, yeah. Hey, at least he started a playoff game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there you go. The Music City Miracle against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. yeah. And Bills fans are still yelling why Doug Flutie didn't stop that game. Don't <laughs> leave it at that. Right. So, where do you see the Jaguars? Uh, where do you see the Jaguars finishing this season, record-wise? You know, I haven't actually like gone through uh, game by game, you know, do, do the win loss thing. I know they have a nice, they have a tough stretch uh, right after their bye. Uh, I think they go out to the West coast a few times. I uh, got a couple of West coast games. 
Uh, they they have the AFC West on their schedule. We all know, uh, you know, how tough that's going to be with the Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, and the uh, Raiders. I mean, all high-powered offenses. Um, so, but I do think the AFC South um, has a little bit of room this year. Uh, so, I'm not thinking – I'm not thinking too high um, necessarily because of the lack of depth that they have, uh, but they are uh, trying to, uh, to get to that level. I'm going to say last year they were what, three and 14. I'd say they double their wins and go uh, six and 11. You and I are about the same. I think the Jags can win six or seven games. I'm sick and tired of getting number one picks, but yeah. this year the Jags are not going to get the number, a number and number one the number one overall pick yeah yeah that'd be the church that'd be the trifecta for sure i i think jackson was better than houston the AFC south i mean you look at this schedule washington and landover then indy which never beats us in jackson but then at la at philly in a revenge team houston and indy and then giants but then one of the toughest stretches I can remember Jack seen playing. Denver and London, Vegas, at Kansas City, then Baltimore. Ouch. That's rough. That's, that's that, might be, that might be 0-4. Yeah. Yeah. If they, if they can if they can muster a victory out of that, I would I would certainly be surprised. Hey, at least then after that, at Detroit, at Tennessee, Dallas. At New York, at Houston, then Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I think, I think there could be six or seven wins. I mean, Philadelphia's the only team that sort of impressed me in the NFC least. Mm-hmm. I think the Jaguars have got a chance of being the Jets. And you look at it, I think the Jags could at worst sweep a split, if not sweep Houston. And then you look, Jacks will probably win one of. Two other games because they somehow steal one or two a year. I mean, who saw the Buffalo win coming? Right. No, I mean, and, and I mean, week one. I mean, how great would it be for this city to to get that win week one, which is certainly winnable. It's, it, yes, it's on the road, but it's Washington. I mean, uh, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't foresee Washington being very uh, formidable. I, I, I do see, uh, I do see kind of a nasty game. Nothing uh, too exciting. I, I think Jacksonville is going to go in and be pretty uh, conservative with it. I think uh, Washington is going to be the same kind of, kind of just you know uh, jabbing a little bit both both teams. But uh, I mean, the, there's some question marks around the kicker, which uh, which could certainly uh, sway sway a win uh, win or two one way or the, one way or the other. But uh, I mean, the Washington uh, it'd be great to start one and zero, but I mean, the way things have been uh, going around here, it's uh, it's it's hard to get uh, too 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 excited about that. But uh, you know, it, it's a it's a new regime uh, uh, with, with Peterson at the head, and uh, yeah, we're gonna see how it all plays out. Hey, I mean, Jackson started in twenty twenty with a W, and we saw it <laughs> exactly. down the toilet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think they were supposed to win. <laughs> Hey, at least we can thank the Jets for winning a couple of games. Otherwise, yeah. we'd end up with I don't know who we would have drafted one at yeah. with that number two pick a couple of years ago. But you can have Zach Wilson. We'll take yeah. Fabio. Exactly. Actually, do you remember of uh, you might be old enough when uh, Fabio was in his heyday? 
Oh yeah. I, I remember, I remember uh, some of his commercials and, uh, and uh, being on the covers of uh, books and all that good stuff. Yep. Yeah. My mother calls Trevor Lawrence <laughs> Fabio because of his hair. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, I still, I still call him sunshine every now and then from uh, remember the Titans back in the day. So. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. A Fabio and a, and a sunshine reference. What else would you get on this podcast? <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, thanks for hopping on, Brad. Uh, we know you're drafting what 75 teams. So hopefully your team, your drafting goes well. And hopefully the Jaguars show improvement because I'm sick and tired of getting number one picks. Yeah. It, yeah. It gets old. I mean, it was exciting the one time, but yeah, I, 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 enough's enough. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> this team's ready. This city's ready to erupt. <laughs>